Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Cybert Monday, and welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Cybert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. And the spelling on that, by the way, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way it sounds. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. It's a pop culture show from Seattle featuring interviews, independent artists, and occasionally more. Um, and I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Cyber Monday again. I, uh, I know that joke will be out of date by the time you hear this, but I've been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Transformers University recently, um, and I'm reminded of how much I enjoy taking a joke and running it into the ground and then grinding it into powder, and then doing the same joke again. 37? Uh, just ask my friends from the Autopod Decepticast. Um, this week's episode features my interview with Jason Marshall, host of the We Don't Have Cookies podcast. Uh, we actually recorded this episode a few weeks ago as a cross-promotion crossover with his show, um, and you can hear me talk about the history of uh, my show, uh, my time at KGRG, and some of my other uh, uh, classic stories uh, on the back end of the Wild Charles We End episode, where Jason talks to Charles Weehan from the Wild Charles Show on Facebook Watch. Uh, they talk about Charles walking through a pond with nearly 70 alligators in it, uh, as well as a beekeeping naked and a whole lot more. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, and I'll repost that episode of We Don't Have Cookies from my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up next. <laughs> Here are some exciting coming attractions. Well, a couple quick programming notes. Uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to welcome back a returning guest co-host. And another returning guest co-host. Together. Next week, episode 186, dropping next Monday, both Dave Sanders and Killing Spree will join me on the podcast. We're getting together for a uh, reunion of sorts. Uh, one of the uh, side projects that we used to do back at KGRG was the, uh, it was the always inappropriately named Shitlords and Friends podcast. Um, I wanted to do exclusive content for the website, and Killing Spree wanted to host a podcast. So that's that's what we ended up doing. Uh, Dave joined us for uh, for a few episodes here and there. So we thought we'd get the three of us back together for a show. Uh, we're each going to pick a topic and who knows, maybe it'll lead to uh, more team shows uh, down the road. Um, also coming up in the next few weeks, Dave and I will return to TV land and we'll be talking about the mid-season replacements and review some of the shows that we've liked so far as we look ahead uh, to some of those shows that will be debuting or returning the week after Christmas. And before the end of the year, Killing Spree and I are going to get back together to talk about movies. Uh, kind of a recap rundown of 2018, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like some honorable mentions, as well as a preview of what we're looking forward to in 2019. So we've got at least three episodes coming out in the month of December. All of that and more next month on Mike Seibert Radio. My interview with Jason Marshall is next, but first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. 
Well, I couldn't do another podcast without giving it up for my friends, Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, the Autopod Decepticast, for completing their minute-by-minute breakdown of 1986's The Transformers the Movie. Uh, that completed last week with episode 85. Um, I've uh, I've grown really close to these guys over the last year, and I, I still think it's odd, uh, wonderfully strange, how all of these convergences kind of lined up so perfectly that could literally never happen any other time, you know, uh, from the re-release of uh, the animated movie in theaters uh, to uh, the APDC panel at TFCon Chicago. Uh, The last month has really been uh, the culmination of all their hard work. Um, Now, they said some incredibly nice things about me during uh, during their show, and I'm very flattered, Uh, but I'm I'm just glad for the opportunity to be a part of the ride. And we're not done yet. Uh, The guys are taking a break from the podcast for now, uh, but we're already talking about some of the things we want to do next. I've got some ideas to pitch. Uh, Might even include some of the new friends we've made along the way, too. So stay tuned for that. And in case you missed it, the audio from the Mental Movie Moments panel dissecting 1986's The Transformers the Movie one minute at a time from TFCon Chicago is now available as episode 83.5 on the Autopod Decepticast feed and at their website, autopoddecepticast.com. And, uh, oh yeah, I, uh, I just noticed that I'm, uh, I am in episode number 83 also uh, talking about some of the credits uh ryan did uh did me a lot of favors that day uh editing i was not as organized as i would have liked um there's also a behind the scenes video that ryan took uh which includes some footage of us rehearsing in my hotel room uh which is probably dirtier than it sounds uh fortunately no dead hookers uh um sorry sex workers dead sex workers Uh, none of them were harmed during the production of that video and i'll have those shared up on mike cybert radio facebook and on the twitter and now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation All the way out from the We Don't Have Cookies podcast, please give it up for Jason Marshall. How uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing really good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Um, uh, it's it is a I'd like to say it's a bright and sunny day here in Seattle, but I I depending upon when you're listening to this, I might be lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where uh, uh, where are you located at? I'm in Dayton, Ohio. It's oh. a pretty nice day here too, so very cool. Can't complain. Awesome. Well, um I I you know, I, I gave you an intro and we we talked uh, geography a little bit, but um if you wouldn't mind, uh could you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about uh tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about uh we don't have cookies. Well, I grew up in Ohio pretty much uh I actually bought my childhood home, and uh, I've been here all my life. The uh, podcast, We Don't Have Cookies, is it's a laid-back comedy show. Um, at least I would like to think so. That's, that's subjective, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I have such a hard time explaining the show, which is baffling to me. <laughs> because <laughs> this should be the one thing that I can just tell you all about. Uh, but, but every time I do, uh, conventions or, or cross promotion stuff where I'm on a radio show or a podcast mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that's the most difficult question. I can talk to you about anything else <laughs> when it comes to explain your show. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's so weird, but one of the big things that I've been into lately is bringing on people that uh, I have a, uh, more of an interest in personally okay. than anything else before when the show first started, I brought on local comedians and friends of mine and then it just sort of grew over time. And the bigger the show got, 
then I started realizing, hey, I can reach out to this person that I've always wanted to talk to, but why would they ever talk to me? <laughs> and now they'll talk to me. <laughs> so I bring them on the show. And uh, that's basically uh, the long and short of it. Uh, but I okay. do have segments and uh, things like that from contributors. And a lot of those are international people. I just had a, yeah. uh, a podcast a few weeks ago that came out for uh, International Podcast Day. Mm -hmm. And if you include myself from the USA, there were seven different countries that were represented on that podcast. And uh, I'm really proud of that. That's one thing I always wanted to do when I started the show was – to get as many different voices from as many different places as possible. Very cool. And, you know, uh, to your point about uh, categorization, you know, I, I totally feel you, brother, because that that's kind of that's kind of the spot I'm in. It's like, you know, I have like, you know, I, I do interviews. I play music. I, you know, talk about pop culture stuff, but I wouldn't categorize my show as like, say, a movie podcast or a TV podcast or a music podcast because, you know, I, I cover all of those things at at different times. So I, uh, I uh, 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 totally appreciate where you're coming from with uh, uh, being having that challenge of trying to describe your own show. It's like it's like asking somebody in a band to describe what their band's about. <laughs> I, I run into that a lot. Um, uh, so uh, do you do you host the show by yourself? Yeah, it's just me. And a lot of times, well. The show has went through so many phases. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it, like I said, it was just me and I was talking to my friends. And then I had a second show that was on the same feed of the college radio show that I was doing. And I was the co-host for that. And then I stopped airing that about a year in or so. Mm -hmm. And then it just uh, – I started trying to have people who were on monthly and – now it's uh it it just goes through so many cycles but yeah now it's it's just me interesting so let's uh let's uh stay there for a minute could you kind of wind the clocks back and maybe uh one how long have you been doing the show and then from there uh maybe kind of talk about the origin story a little bit because i you know there there are a few key phrases in there i was like wait a sec, college radio show. I did a college radio show. So like, I mean, there's, there's, you know, that, that, uh, that relate there. So I, I'd, I'd love to hear about, uh, the history of we don't have cookies. When it first started, it was so, it was difficult for me because I had been a fan of the genre of just podcasting in general, no matter what kind it was. I always wanted to do one. And this is going back to, 2000 and gosh, 2008, something like that. And I wish I would have started then the show might, maybe it wouldn't be, maybe I'd be done by now, but I wish I would have started <laughs> sooner because podcasting wasn't something that everybody knew about back then. Mm -hmm. And once I finally started getting into it, I, it was, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where I was so excited to get to it that I, uh, I don't know. I just wish I would have put a little more thought into it and crafted it a little better. But at the same time, I wanted to do it for so long and I hadn't that I thought, you know what? I just have to jump in and do it. So I started out with a couple of my friends and just sort of went step by step, just day by day. Let's see how we can get this thing going. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, the college radio thing happened where I went on just because they asked if anybody in the, uh, in the area wanted to be a guest. I was trying to do stand up comedy and I thought, Hey, I'll do that. And I, I went on for a couple of episodes and the person shut the show down and then they ended up, bringing it back. And when they brought it back, they asked me if I wanted to be the co-host of the show. And I said, yes. And that's, uh, that's how that went. And, uh, it was a good time for a while. And then there were some, uh, I don't know, I guess, creative differences you might say. And it was just kind of time for us to go our, our separate ways. But, uh, 
going back to the beginning of how the name came about, uh, when I first started the show, I was going to make it more of a, um, which is so hard to believe now, but it was going to be more of a hard edge show where we were just going to, it was, it was going to be more of like a morning show where there was prank calls and just things like that. And we were, it was going to be like, what do you want? You want a cookie? We don't have cookies. And that was kind of the thing. <laughs> and <laughs> because I, I kind of, I like those kind of podcasts. That's what I was listening to at the time. And then I started thinking about it and I started, I started to realize who the fans of those shows were and listening to them when they would have like their uh, meetups and things. Yeah. And I thought, God, these, the people who listen to these shows, they seem like jerks. <laughs> is that who I want to be a fan of me? And is that how, how they treat the hosts of those shows? Is that how I want them to treat me? Right. And I thought, man, that's, that doesn't sound fun at all. So <laughs> I, I ended up going a whole different direction than I thought in the beginning. Interesting. And um, uh, had you mentioned through all that how long you've been doing the show? Oh, no. Uh, I started back in 2015. It was uh, recorded in mid-July and um, some weird stuff happened where I was trying to edit it and get it published. And I think anybody who's ever tried to do a podcast, that's one of the first steps that makes it so hard if you're putting some effort into editing and things is, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to do it. That <laughs> takes a little while. And, um, so I, I started in 2015 and we're up to 220 episodes now. Wow. Very good. I, I love seeing those, uh, triple digits, especially once, uh, you start rolling past 200. I mean, it's like, uh, it seemed like there was a podcasting boom, kind of like summer and fall of 2015, because there there were a lot of shows uh, that I followed that kind of hit episode 100 right around the same time, and and some of them are still around. But you know, once uh, it, it's one thing to make it to a hundred, but but if you can make it to 200 and more and get um, uh, consistent with something. I think, uh, I, I, I just think that's really cool. So, uh, uh, congratulations on a, on a, uh, lengthy run. Thanks. I, hopefully it'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we got a meetup planned in March, which is the first time I've ever done anything like that. And mm-hmm. there are people driving from Georgia and Canada and, and other places to see me in Columbus, Ohio, which blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be people from the UFC there. Just oh my gosh! I I never thought that it would ever get to where it's gotten, and it it all started. <laughs> this is so weird, but it all started in an abandoned house in the middle of nowhere. That's where I recorded my podcast because <laughs> I I bought the house. It was my like I said, it was my childhood home, which is why I brought that up. But I got sidetracked and no, that's okay. never went back to it. But <laughs> When, when I, I just thought it was started, cool. I just thought it was a cool factoid. <laughs> when I first started, I would just invite people over to this house no one lived in and was being renovated. So you would walk in and the there's just plaster on the floor and bare walls where I ripped a wall out. There's a mattress against a wall in the room we're recording in. All these mismatched chairs, and I brought the equipment with me. <laughs> I knew there, was, there was quite a few times where people walked in, and they were just like, I'm not sure if I should uh, keep going any further into this house. <laughs> I might just want to stand by the door for a second. <laughs> just take all this in, because I've never met this guy. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, did I get taken to a murder house or something? It's like, what's, what's going on here? I mean, I know Halloween is coming, but that's a, that's a little too scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been people, a lot of people, who have brought somebody with them uh, just for the pure fact that it is in the middle of nowhere and they don't know me. And then when they get to the, when they got to the house, I think they were thankful that they did have somebody with them for the first 20 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. Um, let's see. So, um, 
so from what I've heard in uh, your podcast, it's it's guest heavy. You know, it's like you'll have uh, interviews with all kinds of cool folks. Um, could uh, could you talk about some of the folks that you've uh, that you've interviewed during the during the run of the show? Yeah, uh, like I said, it all started out with just kind of local comedians. And then it just it kind of organically grew where I would see somebody that I liked on Twitter and I would reach out to them. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm talking to UFC Hall of Famers and people who write for The Tonight Show that are uh, house guests on the CBS show Big Brother. And it's it, it's still blows my mind that <laughs> some of these people come on the show the lady who started the, she was the first guest on the podcast. I had her on just about every month since the show started. Um, she always, she calls me Forrest Gump <laughs> because oh. a, a lot of these people, especially in the beginning, I would reach out to people to be on the show and it, it, I would come to find out they have a TV show or something. And I didn't know that because I didn't know who they were. I was just reaching out to him because I seen something that I liked, mm-hmm. like uh, Eugene Merman. Okay. Um, I, I had no idea who Eugene Merman was. <laughs> I was trying to get a hold of the band Flight of the Concords, and I saw he was opening for him in some town. And I sent him, an, <laughs> I sent him a message on Facebook. Sure. And next thing you know, we were kind of talking back and forth. And I said something to somebody, and they were like, what? You were talking to Eugene Merman? And I was like, yeah, and they said he's on Bob's Burgers. It's oh. like, oh, well, I I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it, but uh, you, you just never know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of podcasting. Absolutely, that's what I was going to say. It's like you you never know when you're going to talk to somebody. One that you don't really know what's going on until you start asking. Like, I mean, like for example, for my interviews, you know, it's like all. I'll, my interviews come in two flavors. One, somebody that I'm already a super fan of and have to do zero research because I know everything about everything. Um, and I kind of look at myself as the interviewers kind of like from a fan's perspective, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or it's somebody that's reached out to me and said, hey, you know, uh, you seem like you're not a serial killer and kind of cool people. Uh, <laughs> you know, would you would you like to, you know, like uh, I, I have some stuff coming out. Would would you be interested in promoting it? So I'll, I take it as a learning standpoint. And generally in those instances, I I do a little bit of surface research just so that I I'm not completely ignorant, but I, I don't do like a super deep dive because I, I always feel like, I mean, you know, podcasting is a podcasting and radio. It's, it's a companion media, right? You know, it's, it's uh, something you're listening to while you're doing something else. You know, it's not like we're gathering around the old radio, you know, and, and turning up the Zenith and listening to <laughs> the stories. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, a uh, lone ranger hour or something like that. But I the reason why I put it that way is that I feel like on those discovery type things that the listener is learning these things along with me. It's it's not it's not as fun if everybody knows everything and we're just kind of, you know, uh, uh, presenting it. Um, so, I mean, those those are the fun things where it's like, you know, I've had a couple experiences like that where I um, uh, was interviewing somebody about their music. Um, turns out that they, you know, also dabble in comic books and comedy or like uh, um, a comic book creator I uh, uh, talked to. I discovered that he does like uh, a rescue shelter for pit bulls, you know, just just those little stuff that, that you discover organically through conversation. And, and those are the interviews that that I think I like the best. Those are it, it's it's just it's just um, it's a whole lot of fun getting to know people. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the people that uh, surprised me the most. I got a hold of a uh, UFC Hall of Famer and asked if he would come on the show. Mm-hmm. And once he came on and we got to talking, he ended up being a cast member of the podcast. And he's one of the bailiffs for special episodes I do called Martial Law. And that that surprised me so much that he had such a good time and wanted to be a part of it. And those are the experiences that if you're not doing podcasting or something like that, you just, 
it's it's hard to imagine that uh, <laughs> that person would be hanging out with me outside of the show. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, and that that's the magic of podcasting and social media and the internet is you know just uh, uh making these connections that that you wouldn't have made um otherwise um so there were uh so there there was a, you brought up a couple things and I wanted to go a couple different uh directions but before I uh touch back up on uh guests you had mentioned martial law and I was wondering if you could uh, talk about a little bit the kind of different uh, sub shows that that you do um, along with uh, We Don't Have Cookies, because that's uh, I, I caught an episode of uh, Martial Law and it's <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. But but it's it's a little different than some of the other uh, stuff you do on the on the main feed. Yeah, the way I look at it is it's the comedic version of the People's Court where two people who have a difference of opinion with each other come on and they try to settle it. And what I do is I sit back, I listen to both sides, and I figure out who I think's right and who I think is wrong. And not only that, I give them a punishment. So it's, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I even have a People's Court-esque kind of theme song <laughs> that's at the beginning of it, which is a different kind of music than I use for the other episodes. And it's uh, if anybody out there does have a difference with somebody, it's lately it's been people who are on the show, but I'm thinking about broadening that out and uh, letting people who are just everyday folks come on and, and hash things out. Not unlike the People's Court, you know, I, exactly. I, I like that, and I I loved the People's Court growing up. Like my uh, uh, my grandmother would watch all of that nonsense. It would be like you know, it'd be like People's Court and Superior Court and Divorce Court and uh, <laughs> Night Court later at night. No, <laughs> something else entirely. But um, but I I wanted to loop back around uh, to uh, guests, and you had mentioned. Uh, 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 you've talked to uh, uh, house guests on Big Brother, um, yeah. and I, uh, I, it's something I, I haven't really gotten into in my own podcast. But I'm, I'm a a secret closeted uh, Big Brother fan, and I don't, I don't want to throw around the label super fan. Because mm-hmm. because that that depending upon your fandom could be offensive to super fans. <laughs> Basically, my wife and I have we we've been watching for I don't know the last five or six years. I, I don't remember which season we jumped on. It was not from the beginning. Um, uh, friends of ours turned us on to the show. I always thought it looked like garbage. You know, I'm you know, watching the pro- I'm like, what is this trash? But yeah. then uh, we had friends of ours that were really into it. Now, we would watch uh, Survivor and The Amazing Race and, and really enjoyed those kind of shows. But something about the Big Brother format just didn't necessarily appeal to us. But, uh, yeah, some of our friends were like, no, you don't understand. You need to watch. And and yeah, we gave it a go one season and there was never going back. And um, the reason why I say we're fans and not super fans is because basically all we watch is the broadcast episodes. You know, okay. we, we don't do the live feeds. We don't do Big Brother After Dark, which interesting side note of trivia. I uh, I used to do uh, the, the original version of this show was called Mike After Dark, which, you know, kind of took a little bit of uh, uh, inspiration from uh, Big Brother After Dark and a couple other After Dark uh, uh, themed shows. But but I digress anyway. So, yeah. So, you know, we're really into it, but we don't get so into it that we're like. Yeah, I don't know, but where where I was going with that is I was uh, I was wondering if you could expand on that and talk about uh, some of the house guests you've uh, you've talked to and maybe some of your Big Brother fandom a little bit as we're as we're tangenting here. <laughs> well, when I first started watching the show, I was just like you. Uh, I would see commercials or just watch the broadcast version, and a lot of it I was just like, uh, I don't think I'm going to like this. It seems too scripted and things like that. And I think I for, maybe it was Big Brother 15 because I used to watch and I stopped for a while. And there was this big controversy about things that were being said that just these really charged conversations. And mm-hmm. I ended up tuning into Big Brother After Dark 
which is completely uncensored. And yeah. uh, that kind of surprised me and it kept my attention. And I, I saw a whole different side to the game hmm. and something just clicked. And now <laughs> Big Brother takes up so much of my time in the <laughs> summer because I, I watch an hour of an, an hour a night, Monday or uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. Wednesday and Thursday. But then I watch After Dark every night. Oh my gosh. And then I listen to a podcast that tells me everything I've already watched every day for one to two hours. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> just do, do you know the name of the show? You want to give them a plug? Yeah, it's uh, oh gosh, it's Rob has a podcast. Oh, okay, it's the uh, Big Brother version of that. They have a spinoff, but I forget the name of it. And um, I listen to those religiously. And one day I, I started following um, Elena Davies on, on Instagram. She was okay. on Big Brother 19. Uh-huh. And she was promoting that her boyfriend, who was also on the show with her named Mark Jansen, was doing this weight loss thing. And I looked into it because I need to – I like I'm not horribly overweight, but I thought, you know, I could lose a few pounds and it would uh, give me a way to interact with this guy and – who couldn't be, who couldn't benefit from being healthier, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I look into it and it was, uh, I think it was $30 or something. So I thought, Hey, and, and it's a six week course. So I joined and, um, there's also a competition aspect to it too, which really drew me in. Cause it's, I, I get really competitive and I thought, you know what, there's at the time there was a grand prize of $500. And I thought, I'm going to get that $500. <laughs> and included with that is a uh, phone call with, with Mark. So okay. I, I, I got super competitive. And in six weeks, I lost 24.6 pounds. I went from 197 down to 172, somewhere around wow. there. Wow. Congratulations. So, That's awesome. Thanks. And <laughs> it all just stemmed from being a fan of his. And then while I was in the uh, challenge, obviously, you know, we get to interact with him Mm -hmm. and I was able to get him on the show. And after that, I thought, well, Hey, I already talked to Mark. Let's see if I can talk to Elena. And she (laughs) was really entertaining because she, she used to do radio in Texas. Right. So I knew she was going to be a good interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, just being able to talk to her about the show would be fun, but I knew she would be able to handle her side of the conversation too because of her background. Mm -hmm. And then once I got to talking to her, it turns out she became friends of Caitlin from the very last season, Big Brother 20. Yeah, And if anybody has watched that show, (laughs) you know, (laughs) she might not be a favorite of yours, but she was a standout. Oh, There's I mean, no doubt about it. She, she's she's <laughs> definitely memorable and she's definitely infamous. Like if I if I had some mystical music to throw in the background here, I think I would do that. I might do that in post. We'll see. But uh, but yeah, so, no, no, she was a character for sure. Oh, yeah. So while I was talking to Elena, I mentioned that I really liked watching Caitlin. Just the entertainment value was just astronomical <laughs> with her. And she said, oh, I'm friends with her. I'm going to make her do the show. Oh, my gosh. And, which was awesome. She hasn't come on yet. Um, at the time, Big Brother was still going, and she wasn't allowed to give interviews to any podcast that wasn't approved by CBS sure. ahead of time. So um, that was pretty cool. And Elena also came up with a couple of stories about how she would sneak food as a have not. I don't want to get too far into yeah. <laughs> the ins and outs of Big Brother take a while to explain it, but there's certain <laughs> times that house guests can't eat and they're called uh can't eat regular foods and they're right. called have nots. And she would tell stories about how she would sneak food and uh <laughs> and Kevin would sneak food with her. And Kevin is one of one of the most entertaining Big Brother guests from that season because that guy can go on for hours about just growing up in Boston, let alone any other topic. Right. So, <laughs> so I thought, man, it would be nice if I could get him on the show. And, uh, he agreed to come on too. I'll, I'll have him on, uh, in the next couple of weeks, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I started out watching the first few seasons I dropped off and then I, I came back later on 
And not once did I ever think, oh man, I would like to talk to that person and think that I ever had a chance to talk to them. (laughs) And now I, it's, it's weird because I don't think I ever mentioned big brother on the podcast until this year. (laughs) And then all of a sudden the floodgates open up and here's all these big brother guests. But, uh, it's, it's really nice. And I, I gotta say they couldn't have been better people. Um, not just as guests, but just mm-hmm. in general. Um, my my sister is is going through some some stuff with uh, breast cancer. Sure. And Mark's mom passed away from that, mm-hmm. and he recorded a really nice message for me to give to her. Uh, Elena recorded a a great message for me to give to my daughter. Um, the, they've gone above and beyond being a guest. They're they're just a, a lot of fun to talk to on and off the show. Uh, that's awesome. It, it, it's good to know that uh, that folks can be that genuine and sweet like that. That's I, I I'm really happy to hear that. Um, very nice. Um, so yeah, so you know, it, it, it you're you're accidentally having a uh, Big Brother podcast coming up in the future. <laughs> it sounds like I'm I'm definitely going to tune in for that because I uh, I I really enjoyed this last season. It was uh, it was definitely one for the books, and you know, I, I like like you were alluding to earlier. We don't don't want to get too deep in the weeds, though. I I just knowing how we're talking, I I know we've got at least a couple hours worth of uh, uh, Big Brother uh, uh, chat and things like that we, we maybe we'll come back to that maybe uh next summer when the when the new season <laughs> kicks up uh uh that that could be a lot of fun um but uh so i i did want to loop back around to you were uh you were talking about uh guest interviews but another uh component i've noticed about your show and the episodes i've listened to is that there's um you feature you feature a lot of music and you feature a lot of international music and i was wondering if you could talk about uh, uh, the music that you feature on your podcast. Yeah, the biggest contributors is a band called the Arrogant Worms. They're from Toronto. They're from uh, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I love those guys. Uh, one of the lead singers. There's two of them. He's been on a couple of times, and some of the some really funny songs. And I think they got a catalog of over a hundred different songs that they've released. Um, another. Another good musician named Barnaby Griffin from the UK uh, has come on board. Um, he's a really funny guy, too. I, I've been trying to get him on the podcast for over a year now, but somehow or another, our, our, our um, schedules just never sync up. Mm-hmm. But we also have a musical act from New Zealand called the Andrew London Trio. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's been on before and... Uh, it's kind of hard to get some of these people on because I know in Andrew's case, there's a 18 different 18 hour time difference. <laughs> so wow. trying to work things out with with people like that's kind of difficult. But uh, a lot of good musical contributors, especially the Arrogant Worms, though, they're uh, they're my go to because the catalog is so huge. Mm-hmm. And I think Trevor Strong has something like 40 or 50 songs, just just solo songs. Uh, apart from the worms. So, um, there, uh, there's a lot to pick from there. <laughs> Very cool. Well, um, so, so the music is, um, I, I would say different. It's a little different. Um, yeah. I like it. It's a lot of fun, but how would, uh, how would you describe some of the, the songs that you play? Um, or at least genre or descriptive wise. Uh, that's, you know, I had a guy, um, Oh my God, his name's escaping me. I feel horrible about it too. Um, he was in the band Harden for Mike Furman. He was in the band with Chris Hardwick. Um, he lets me play his music on the show too. Oh, okay. Cool. And I had him on as a guest, and we kind of talked about that for a minute about how it's really hard to categorize comedy music because it's more about what the song is about than the genre of the music. Yes. And you can put out an album with 10 songs and all 10 of them can have a completely different feel. The only thing that is a a piece that runs through all of them is that's the guy who sings it. Right. (laughs) Or those are the people who play the instruments. But like the Arrogant Worms, a lot of times their music is just um, 
I don't know. It just sounds like a regular song. And then other times it has a bluegrass feel or mm-hmm. something like that. So what I try to do is just tie it to a topic that the guest or myself has brought up or leading into something else. Um, recently I had a guy on, his name is Frankie McDonald mm-hmm. and he does a lot of weather reports on YouTube. He's been on Tosh.0 in different places. And when his interview was done, I played a song by the arrogant worms called, uh, we talk about the weather. And mm-hmm. the reason I liked it is because it was, uh, for Canadian Thanksgiving and it talked about how, Canadians talk about the weather with each other a lot. So I, I try to find something that has some kind of correlation with a topic and just go from there. <laughs> Too funny. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, the, uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, there's a uh, there's a large nerd music community like and nerd music kind of uh, goes across a very wide spectrum. Like, you know, there's there's hip hop, you know, kind of like the nerdcore side. There's also nerd rock, um, you know, where and 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 like you were saying, uh, Jason, that, you know, really it's kind of more. Um, more about a subject than like a specific music genre. It's it's yeah that that style of music is kind of difficult to describe sometimes because usually when when you talk about that type of thing, uh, initially people think like Weird Al or something. You know yeah. that, that it's just straight up parody songs, and it's like well, just because somebody's singing about comic books doesn't 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 mean that it's like a parody song or um, or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's uh that's that's really interesting. Um let's see, uh looking at the time, we've uh, uh we've got a, a few minutes left. Um I uh before we get to the end and the you know uh uh questions that I ask uh everybody that I have on the show as uh guests, um I was wondering if there was a um a particular time during your show that you would like to talk about that stands out as being significant, like, you know, either like, you know, a uh, uh, favorite time or uh, something that, that represented a uh, landmark or a signpost or uh, uh, something remarkable. Do you, do you have any uh, particular remarkable memories you'd like to share of uh, your run during your podcast? I think the, uh, the time frame from around this time last year uh, is something that shifted the podcast into a completely different area because I was trying to do these, these episodes that were reoccurring at the end of the month. And um, I'm not sure if I can say the name of the episode on, on the air, but uh, (laughs) it was this month's dumb blank of whatever month it was. And mm-hmm. I, I did it with a co-host out of New Zealand. Okay. And it, it started off great. And then towards the end of the year, it started running out of steam. And um, he was getting really busy because he works for a, a lot of different film companies in New Zealand. Oh, sure. And his, his time around that time was kind of getting eaten up. And he couldn't make it to do the shows with me. So those were kind of getting to be a chore. And a lady that I tried to have on every month, um, I always jokingly called her my monthly visitor. Her name was Mama Kate. She would come <laughs> on. and I like that. Uh, something was going on in her life where one of her relatives was uh, very sick and nearing the end of her life. So she wanted to spend time with her. And it just seemed like all the people that I sort of leaned on were – going away for one reason or another. And, and, you know, and there was no, absolutely no hard feelings. It was just one of those things where it was like, oh my gosh, my, my foundation is starting to, to slip. I don't know what I'll do. Mm -hmm. And it, and it pushed me into a direction that if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have went in because I started to just, um, it's good to be in a groove and, and start going in a direction. Mm -hmm. But, I, I think I just started to get comfortable and I yeah. wasn't thinking about what else to do. And once that started moving away and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't rely on Benny being on every month. I can't rely on Mama Kate being on every month. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And it it made me get the show to where it is now. And 
uh, it may sound cliche, but right now is one of my favorite times on the show because I'm, I'm having more fun. It doesn't feel like something I have to do every week. And I'm, I'm just talking to people that, that I really want to talk to that, uh, not that I didn't want to talk to anybody before. That sounds <laughs> sure. horrible, but I'm talking to people that I'm fans of and just the shows evolved so much and it, it made me reach out to other people that, uh, the, at the time I felt too comfortable to really, um, look outside of that box. Gotcha. You know, and, and something you mentioned earlier, you know, like, uh, uh, finding a groove and the thing I was thinking of as, uh, as you were sharing there is there, there's a fine line between a groove and a rut. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it's it, and it's a very fine line because that 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 groove gets real smooth after a while, and yeah, before you know it, you're uh you're in a rut. Um, and we are talking to Jason Marshall. He is the host of the We Don't Have Cookies podcast. Um, I, I tell you, Jason, this has been a, a whole lot of fun getting to know you. I like I like I mentioned earlier. I, I'm sure we can talk for hours and hours more. Uh, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, I've had a good time. It's been great to be on the show. And I, like you said, I'm sure, especially if we get on to Big Brother oh or if gosh. you want to talk about pro wrestling, that's another thing we can <laughs> get into for, for you know, a long time. You know, it's it's funny. I, I, I'm a uh, lapsed and mostly retired uh, pro wrestling fan. I've got a lot of friends that that are super into it. Like, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I've, I've uh, talked in other places about my uh, co-host before, uh, uh uh, both Dave and Killing Spree, both of them are like super into uh, WWE still, and and uh, some of the other uh, pro wrestling outfits as well. Um, uh, for me, like my uh, my uh, my most recent flirtation with uh, WWE culture was the proliferation of the John Cena meme, the unexpected <laughs> Cena, and when that the, actually, you know, I I'm not even going to say when that hit, but when it was kind of cresting down the other side and starting to get getting tired. I'm notoriously out of touch. So it's like <laughs> I'm I'm always on the memes that people were on last week. I uh <laughs> you know tired memes is my game. Uh you know a lot of my younger friends they're a little more hip and with it um are about the dank memes. I'm more about the tired memes. Where I'm going with that is the the unexpected Cena became like a huge staple of every uh iteration of my radio show and podcast and and things like that. We um uh, back when I was on KGRG we would have interns and we would um uh the new students we would bring them in and it's like okay well hey you know it's a new quarter it's a new class we're all excited we have a new intern on the show and it's like uh um and and his name is john cena do 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 <laughs> it would just and, and it it it, it kind of grew um into a life of its own because uh um people would know to expect it and uh, there was one time where we didn't play it and come to find out later that person was disappointed. They thought that they were that like they had done something wrong or they were being excluded or it's like, but I didn't get my Cena. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. It was just like we had other stuff going on. I didn't have the audio ready. And and so, yeah, next next chance I had, we totally rectified it. And I um, and but still it was like it became something that was synonymous with the show. And like, you know, we, and this was about the time where there were all of the variations, you know, it's like we had like, uh, I, I had, uh, crafted like a, a Michael Scott one where it was like, no, please God. No. Or like there's, there's the weird owl one where it's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah. Any, any kind of variation of the uh, uh, unexpected scene. Oh, my my very favorite. And actually, it became my very favorite because it, it became my co-host's very favorite is they uh, uh, there was a John Stamos 
one <laughs> going around. So it'd be like, and his name is John Stamos. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go. And, and she, just, she just thought that was the funniest thing. Every time I play that, she would just like get like 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 the the huge belly laughs, like your your face is sealing closed and turning red that you're laughing so hard. It was just so goofy. But uh, it's, uh, it's funny you bring him up because one of my friends who used to be on the show every month, he used to manage John Cena. Oh, really? Yeah, back in John Cena's uh, developmental days for the WWF and OVW, he was his manager for a couple of years. Very cool. It, see, it, it the thing that I've learned in uh, all phases of broadcasting is that it really is a small world. And that every, <laughs> it, that everybody really is uh, connected by just uh, just a couple couple few steps. Um, so so Jason, as we think about wrapping up, um, I do have um, a few last questions for you, and these are these are the questions I like to ask uh, all of my guests at the at the close of an interview, whether they be a um, a musician, a comic book artist, or a podcaster, radio personality, any kind of um, artist. And it's a it's it's a three part question. One is, um, and we'll just take them individually, actually, because I think they all kind of tie together. Um, what um, what has been your biggest challenge in uh, doing the podcast or being a podcaster or a um, artist type person? Um. Man, that's a <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> because podcasters would, have tons of challenges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have to say just um, especially with what I do, I I try to do a lighthearted, laid back show, and a lot of times you just have things going on in your life where you just don't feel like doing it. Especially, mm-hmm. yeah, I try to leave my personal life and uh, politics, religion, stuff like that out of the show. Yeah. And I just found out uh, a couple of weeks ago that I need surgery for this growth on my spine. Mm. And it's like, how do I do a show where I'm joking around with somebody about whatever when I'm really nervous about this thing coming up, mm-hmm. you know? And it's times like that that you just sort of have to either take a week off to re refocus or um, or just power through it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times I just take a week off because powering through it's hard. Uh, but um, other than that, I think the other thing, too, is just uh, making sure that you stick with it because yeah. – a lot of people need that, you know, they, they want to make sure you're there every week and, uh, and being there for them just as much as you want them to be there for you with the listens, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a two way street. And if they feel like you don't care about them, then why should they tune in to listen to you? Exactly. And I, and I think a lot of, uh, podcasters forget about that, you know, that, that it is kind of a reciprocal relationship. And yeah, I, I, you know, speaking for myself, I, you know, I, I get, you know, some personal creative satisfaction about doing the show. I mean, it's fun. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Um, but I also know that there's somebody listening on the other side of the speaker. Yeah. So let's uh let's let's move on to the uh the next question I was going to ask you and really what's what's kind of the ultimate direction for the show. You know, everybody's got like different visions whether, you know, fame and fortune or lots of, you know, uh listens or um what's what's kind of what's your goals for what for what you're doing with uh with your show. Well, Right now, like I said, is is one of my favorite times because I'm talking to people that I honestly never thought I'd be able to talk to. And I want to keep that momentum moving and I want to keep growing the show, not just because I I really (laughs) sounds weird. I don't want to be famous because, you know, going to the store and having people just going nuts because you walked to the store just does not seem like something nice, you know, but, uh, so I, I want to be at a place where I do have a lot of listeners 
and I, I'm talking to people that I'm talking to now. And the listener part, that's just, um, it's not because I'm, I want the show to do good because I do want the show to do good, but sure. I genuinely like interacting with these people mm-hmm. because I get messages from people just generally asking like, Hey, um, I liked your interview with so-and-so and then they'll throw a question out and it's, it's nice to interact with people. And there was a guy who, um, just wrote on a piece of paper. He drew the uh, logo of the show and stuff like that, where it's like, man, somebody took a, a couple of minutes out of their day to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that feeling means more than any kind of monetary stuff I could, I could ever get. Yeah. So that's the reason that I, I want the show to get bigger is just so I can interact with people more, not so I can make a dollar or two. And um, hopefully that'll, that'll keep going. Yeah, and and I I gotta tell you, Jason, it it turns my stomach every time I see somebody trying to sell like podcasting, either equipment or uh, education or whatever. It's kind of like a get rich quick type of scam. It's like yeah. I, I I don't know if you've seen these or not before, but it's like, hey, you know, learn how to podcast and make tons of money, blah blah blah. And I just it just oh it just it just upsets me so much because you know we we do this type of material because we love it you know we enjoy doing it we enjoy interacting with our audience we enjoy interacting with our guests um and yeah you know as as you said you know as, as shows expand and you know get more traction and meet more people that that just makes for more connections. It has very little to do with, you know, the, um, you know, other stuff. I mean, sure, fame and fortune, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice. I'm not going to say it's not, but, <laughs> but, but it's, it's more about connecting and uh, having fun with your passion. Cause if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Uh, or at least that's, that, that's, that's my perspective on the whole thing. Um, uh, but uh, finally, the, the last thing I wanted to ask you was what advice do you have for folks that um, are either current podcasters and, you know, maybe stuck in a rut or, or uh, in a groove um, or folks that are looking to start their own podcasts um, would love to love to get a, uh, some advice from a 200 plus episode veteran. <laughs> well, if you're looking to start a podcast and you need some advice, my biggest piece of advice is to just get into it. Don't worry about so many details that it keeps you from moving forward. Um, I wish I would have done that a long time ago. I would have been podcasting since 2008 if if I would have just went for it. Right. (laughs) And you'll figure it out as you go. And the other thing to remember, especially if you're early into this, it doesn't matter if you mess up because no one's listening. It it takes a while to get an audience. I've been doing this for four years and it it takes a long time to get that traction behind you because there's a lot of other people out there doing podcasts. You got a lot of competition. Don't take it so seriously that you hold yourself back from doing it at all. Um, That's, that's my biggest piece of advice to somebody who's just getting started. Mm -hmm. And if you've been doing this for a while and you're kind of in a rut, no one's going to punch you in the face if you take a week or two off, you know? So just, but I think it is important to let your audience know what's going on and just say, Hey guys, look, there's some things going on. I, I got projects that are building up or I just need to, uh, to take a rest. Mm-hmm. And I think your audience will understand and appreciate that. Excellent advice. I like, uh, um, yeah, I, I echo the exact same thing. Um, and, and I see a lot of uh, podcasters that have been doing doing this for a few now, maybe getting connected with groups or doing uh, networking or whatever. And and I see I see a lot of uh, uh, jealousy and even like some like number shaming and stuff like that. And um, I, I I guess uh, what I would ask to kind of tack onto what we were I was just thinking about this as as we were talking here. Um, what 
would you say to somebody that's discouraged by like, hey, I've been podcasting for like a year and I'm not getting like the downloads that I'm quote unquote expecting. And, you know, it seems like all of these other shows are so much more popular than mine. Um, I was just uh, just wonder if you have some advice for uh, somebody that might be in that situation. Yeah. Uh, first off, nobody is getting the downloads that they were expecting except for Joe Rogan and Mark Marin, and even they might be slightly disappointed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't be so hard on yourself. I love it's, it. It's one of those things where if you're doing this because you want the downloads, it's, it's never going to be where you want it to be because now I'm, I'm getting more downloads than I've gotten before and mm-hmm. I'm still hard on myself and you cannot ever compare what you're doing to somebody else that's something that you have to completely remove mm-hmm. from from your thinking process because there's there's a lot of people out there who uh, I, I don't want to name names but sure. I know there's some people out there for whatever reason they feel like they have this rivalry with me and the feeling is not mutual. I never <laughs> think, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. I have to top this. Or they had so-and-so on. Oh, I need to get them on because I can do it better. Don't don't ever think about that. Just focus on what you're doing. Um, that doesn't mean be tone deaf to your genre. Right. If you find out that a certain thing is going around, that might be something you want to look into. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to completely cut out everything, but you can't compare yourself to other people or you're, you're going to drive yourself nuts because there, there can only be so many people at the top and there's so many podcasts out there. It's really hard to, to get those numbers that, Mm -hmm. that people brag about. And another thing too is, especially in the early days, I still don't do it now. I don't tell people how many downloads I get Mm -hmm. because either, (laughs) A lot of people are either lying or or there's some kind of manipulation with the numbers. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's telling you they're getting 40,000 downloads an episode and they started two weeks ago and no one's ever heard of this person before, they're they're either lying to you or they found a way to cheat the system and it's it's not really 40,000 anyway. So right, just right. just do what you feel is right. Keep going with that. And once people hear the authenticity in you that's that's the only way that uh that you can really move forward and in my opinion anyway gotcha very well said wonderful advice thank you so much for that uh greatly appreciated uh jason marshall could you please let folks know where we can connect with we don't have cookies on the internet and how we can connect with you and your show out on social media yeah, you can go to we don't have cookies.com. There's little buttons at the top of the website that uh, you can click on for all the subscription links. But the podcast is available anywhere podcasts are. Uh, literally, it's on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Um, we even have a skill on Alexa. So if you have an Amazon device that has Alexa on there, just ask her to enable the we don't have cookies skill. And um, as far as getting a hold of me, I am at Jason Marshall two on Twitter, or you can just send me an email, Jason at we don't have cookies.com. I, I love to hear from everybody. And um, one of the things I take pride in is making sure that I reply to all my emails. So don't feel like it's just going to go into this weird void <laughs> or, or somebody else is going to read it and then forward it on to me if, if they think it's good. I, I read everyone. I appreciate everyone. And uh, I reply to them all. Awesome. And finally, before uh, before we uh, before I let you go and we part ways for now, um, is there anyone you would like to acknowledge or give shout outs to uh, that's uh, that's helped you along the way that we might not have talked about yet? Oh, man. Uh, So many. Um, (laughs) uh, I would have to give a shout out to my friend, Mama Kate. She's a local comedian. She has been with me on this podcast since day one and uh, has as been somebody that I've leaned on for a long time. So I got to give her a shout out and to uh, Daniel J. Lewis, who does the audacity to podcast podcast, where Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about how to podcast from him. I got to give it to those two people. 
Awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, well, again, Jason, it has been a pleasure getting to know you. Um, I can already tell this won't be the last time that we'll connect. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, any, anything else before we part ways for now? Um, just one last pitch for the show. I would really appreciate it if you guys gave it a chance. And, um, the other thing too, I, I wanted to say this earlier, Mm -hmm. but, uh, everybody who listens, I really do appreciate that. And I always start the show with, Hey, everybody, thanks for downloading the show. And the reason that I do that is because I want to make sure the first thing I do is to thank each and every one of the people who listen to the show for giving me their time. Because that's one thing in life that you can't buy is someone's time. Mm-hmm. And if they're giving you that, that should mean something to you. So uh, I always start that off because I want to make sure that uh, even if they don't know that I'm doing it, because I think a lot of people think, <laughs> oh, that's just how he opens the show. But that, right. that actually is on purpose. Uh, so if you, if you would give me uh, a little bit of your time each week, I would, I would greatly appreciate that. Man, you gonna make me roll a tear over here. That that was that was very sincere, very genuine. I uh, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's awesome, and I think that's a uh, I think that's a good note uh, for us to leave for now. Um, uh, thank you very much, and we will connect again in the future. All right. Well, you have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds great, Jason. Thanks. Have a right. have a great day. You too. Right. Bye. 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 And that will do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it, as always. If you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you would like to leave a review on iTunes, five stars, please, I will read your review and give you a shout-out on the air. And if you're an independent artist and would like to be a guest on the show, let me know and we'll get you on the schedule. Same goes if you're interested in being a guest co-host during an upcoming episode. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Radio, and write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Would love to hear back from you and get feedback about what you like about the show. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices.